and welcome to the first episode of Spill the Crime, a podcast where we discuss different crimes and comment on them. Our podcasters are called Tavir, Julia, Fatima, and Esma, and me, your host, Inas. <laughs> on this episode, we're going to be talking about a crime dealing with envy. First of all, we can ask a few questions such as what is envy? What kind of psychological impact does it have on people? And what even causes that? And our beautiful podcaster, Esma, is going to tell us the story of a girl named Caroline um, who takes up the identity of her friend. But first of all, let's talk about envy, what it even means and how we define it. We're going to start with Fatima and what she thinks. Uh, so I think envy is a complex emotion that arises when a person or desires something that someone else has. And maybe like he has this feel of discontent of, for this person that they lack it. And it involves like a feeling of, uh, of consciousness, for example, toward the other person. And, and something I want to talk about is that envy is like different from jealousy, although the two terms are always like put together. But um, jealousy typically involves a fear of losing something and or something or already possesses, such as a relationship or in a possession to someone else. But envy like focuses more on wanting what others have, the sense of lack or deprivation. Uh, envy can also manifest in a lot in many ways, like in various ways, such as ranging from mood to intense. Like it can lead to negative thoughts and emotions, such as bitterness or a desire to undermine. Or harm the person uh, who possesses uh, what one desires. In extreme cases, it can even lead to destructive behaviors or a constant preoccupation with comparing oneself to others. But I feel like you're dissatisfied with your own circumstances yeah, and exactly. your point in life. I feel mm-hmm. like um, this leads to <laughs> frustration and even hostility towards the person you feel envy about. Mm-hmm. And It's because you <laughs> desire what this person has. And exactly to this theme, we have a little story that Asma would like to tell you. Yeah. Did you ever admire a person so much that you would do anything to be in their shoes? Caroline Robertson, 19 years old, had an ingenious plan to turn such intense thoughts into reality. She was infatuated with her 15-year-old neighbor, Rachel Barber, a beautiful and talented aspiring dancer. Caroline who admired date Rachel deeply, even while belittling her own looks in her journal, saw an opportunity to get closer to her. She applied to be a babysitter at the Barber House. However, being near Rachel was not enough for Caroline anymore. Her love transformed into a dangerous obsession with dire consequences. She devised a plan. She asked Rachel to take part in a pretty much made-up psychological study at her place, promising a reward of $100. The only condition was that Rachel had to keep the study anonymous and not disclose it to anyone. Caroline urged her to come over to her apartment after dance practice. When Rachel arrived, Caroline began by guiding her through some meditation exercise to help her relax before the study. As Rachel closed her eyes to meditate, Caroline took advantage of the whole situation and used a telephone cord to strangle Rachel to death. Now, strangling someone is an act of passion that, that requires quite some time and strength. But she successfully executed her plan, leaving Rachel lifeless on her bedroom floor. She concealed the body in her closet for a few days, 
before rolling it up in rocks, placing it in a big army bag, and calling a taxi to transport it as a heavy statue to her father's unoccupied property, where she buried Rachel. Caroline's behavior became increasingly abnormal after the murder. She felt ill and had to be driven home from work by her employer. Meanwhile, Rachel was already reported missing by her family, with the last known sighting being at the dance academy. Given that Caroline was the neighbor and babysitter, the police would have naturally investigated her early on. After entering Caroline's apartment, they find her unconscious on her bedroom floor, having suffered a seizure likely triggered by the stress from the murder. During the investigation, the police discovered Caroline's journal, which contained numerous entries about Rachel, drafts of multiple murder plans, and an entry about stealing Rachel's birth certificate and obtaining a $10,000 loan from the bank in stupid hopes of taking over Rachel's identity in another state. Eventually, Caroline did plead guilty to the murder of the young girl. She received a 20-year prison sentence in 1999, but was released on parole in 2015 after being diagnosed with personality disorder. Now, while in prison, Rachel's mother had a shocking encounter with Caroline. Instead of showing any remorse for her heinous crimes, Caroline had used her time behind bars to alter her appearance to resemble her late victim. The Sterling revelation emphasized the tragic murder of 15-year-old Rachel Barber, whose life was taken by a neighbor consumed by envy. Wow, that was a crazy story. And personally, I kind of understand being envious of somebody, because when you think of the psychological problem somebody's dealing with, you understand being envious of somebody else if you're in her shoes. But the fact that she's not showing any remorse shows that she should be in jail even for a longer time and should actually stay there. But like, I don't know what other people are thinking. I think she showed some remorse because uh, she felt guilty. She, she, maybe she, she did, maybe she didn't. But like, at the end of the day, it's the very fact that even after being, she used the time in jail to make her obsession even worse. Yeah, but we don't know what she feels inside. No, we just, I think, guilty. I think it's she there, felt guilty because I think she, it's rather the fact that she has her hatred for herself that's what she's obsessed with I feel like she only admitted to the crime to get a lesser sentence and that is not a show of remorse it's just a display to save yourself as much trouble as you she can she did this when she knew that she's already already that she was jail already and her sentences yeah. were getting already fucked up so she can't do anything about it and now so she tried to plead with the judges Saying she admitted the guilt, <laughs> like even like Esma told us in the story, I think the mother visited her, yeah, and sure. even she saw that she felt no remorse. She said that it was in her eyes. And like That's mothers crazy. have like this nurturing nature where they like they feel know their children. Yeah, no, they know other, they see it, you know. And like if a mother says that that she feels not guilt, I would believe her. But she also never like showed any remorse in all yeah. those 15 years. And pleading guilty does not equal to feeling guilty about exactly. what you've done. Yeah, but we should not forget that she has an unhealthy condition. Her oh, yeah, inner mentally, thing, mental, she's mentally... Excuse, and then that's, I'm, honestly, no. I'm on the no, same I page. Think, I don't think that her uh, this 
it excuses her actions but i think we should also think about the fact that she wasn't I mentally think, stable i think you what you're trying to get at is the fact that we should look at her as a patient as a mentally yes, ill patient rather yeah. than a criminal and i understand that which is what i'm also thinking yeah. it's like this woman is so psychologically damaged you cannot even look at her as a normal human being yeah right but rather as somebody who is sick in the mind and that's how we're supposed to like at this case and I think her mental illness is all recorded in her diary. Yeah. For example, what she wrote every day, her obsession in uh, Rachel. No, what I care with Rachel. With Rachel. Rachel, exactly. And uh, like what, how she planned this murder. Yeah. For example, also the obsession that she like didn't just shoot this person, rather than she like. Strangle. Strangling is a act strong of passion. Act of passion. As and yeah. I think Someone, I think the source for this passion. It is an act of passion. The source of the passion is the hatred for herself. Like that's all where it all begins in the first place. He said it's an act of passion. Like someone who's yeah. really invested is stabbing someone, is strangling someone, is using the whole body to be close to that person. Yeah, someone who just wants to get rid of someone without an, any emotional connection just shoots them. Like this case, it happened in the USA. It was, Absolutely. it's easy to shoot someone. So we can easily see how emotionally invested she was in Caroline mm. and how she, close she wanted to be with her. And additionally, just strangling somebody, it just doesn't take like one or two minutes. It pretty much takes quite time. some time, yeah. a lot of strength. And about like um, seeing her as a patient, like mentally ill patient, Caroline is not a stupid person. Like she basically also planned to steal her whole identity. Who even that thinks of like, yeah, it was completely, yeah. it was just not one plan. She had multiple drafts of the murder. Honestly, like who even thinks of taking a loan and stealing somebody's birth certificate just to live in another state, yeah. you but, know? But uh, I have a question, guys. Do you think she would do that again? What if she had the chance. No, I don't I think, think she, she would. I think she would plan it even yes. more thoroughly and try to actually get away with it. Like, mm. we can see she even tried yeah. in prison to get closer to her looks and yeah. work on herself to be even more like Caroline. Yes, that's um, Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like if she had the chance, she would do it all over again. I and don't that's, think that this is a display of the sickness. That's the sentence of her, like, for example, the 15 years or 20 years she was in that would, like, tell her to just like stop it or she would she would never i think stop this maybe she would come again with this but like not in this way maybe but, she but her envy will be always like there i think personally because her psychological issues were never treated they just got worse with time mm. and that's where the issue actually lies that's you need like she never she never is gonna get better just because of the fact that like the underlying mental issue was never treated and she, that's her problem do you think therapy would have helped her yes like definitely. if she actually went through a therapist that this incident could have been avoided of yes. course a psychiatrist yeah would have helped her in some way i mean yes. she would have been admitted to some sort of hospital i'm pretty sure because yeah. she's a pretty dangerous person <laughs> yeah exactly. to begin with yeah. but um i think it would have been avoided but what i'm really trying to like what i'm wondering about is if she got out of jail, if she actually tried to live as Rachel, like tried to take like um, vengeance on her, like, I don't know, brother that she babysitted or her family, I really, that's like what I'm interested in. Like I mean, that envy after prison. If we take into account that all this time she just wanted to get even closer, Rachel actually looked <laughs> like, I think she would try to live like her even when she's out of prison. 
Like, she's not gonna sit there but all this time. Work? Like, Rachel's family would, like, obviously not I mean, if she moves somewhere else. And just try to imitate the kind of family life she had, or... Just her as I a person. Just, the personality as a person, the looks, just the human being. The looks, too. But it's weird because she's basically cosplaying a 15-year-old, and she's, what, when she was released, she was over 30 this probably connects to some childhood issues yes. i'm sure that a grown woman 19 years old i'm pretty sure is trying to act like a 15 year old who in her opinion has it all has yeah. the looks has the talent has the popularity it's some sort of lack in herself can you imagine at your big ass age <laughs> to like you know obsess over some basically undeveloped child guys i think I think you all are a bit exaggerating. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. This, this one. Because I think you should show some empathy. We don't know what she feels. We don't know what her what she thinks about her. We don't know her intention. Okay, of course, she wanted to kill her. But, but I think... Of course. Yeah, but I think she, she was mentally ill. She is mentally ill. So we should not be that rude, I think. Not judge her. That yeah, don't judge her. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she still is a murderer, you know? Did she ever get help for her mental illness? I mean, yeah, but I, she should get help now. I think. But yeah, now it's yeah. too late. Yeah, it's too late. I, think but I would understand your point if, it, if she had tried to get help. Exactly. Yeah, but I think she didn't knew that she needs help. Or do you think you would know if you were in her state? No, I do no, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> You think Shout the people ar- <laughs> You yeah. think the people around her should have helped. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like have they not seen any signs is what I'm asking. The people what around her or friends? Like her parents, her friends. That's didn't anyone see anything weird that was going on? Yeah, I don't know. Tabia, like we can see you still think of her just as a more as a patient and yeah. a criminal. Um is she still in like psychological treatment or something like that like do you think she would need that at this point yes i definitely think she she needs this because we should also not forget that she has a personality disorder Mm. and i think definitely she needs a therapist who should help her that's true yeah what i think about personality disorder is that the later diagnosis of personality disorder starts maybe with Caroline that may have had underlying mental issues that contribute to her actions and personality disorder disorders can impact one's thoughts and this for example is in Caroline a, a huge example like for example her emotions and behaviors and they can still continue in her future life talk about like the mental or the making healthy choices it's now I think too late but guys don't you have like any em- empathy towards her like no you had no due to the fact that mm. she is Mm-mm. or was or is still mentally ill she has of course like we already know insecurities she hates herself because she is obsessed with someone else she wants to be someone else she has com- uh, she has insecurities she doesn't like herself and yeah like i think you should have a bit like empathy no no no. i don't have empathy at all with her and i don't think that i should even have empathy because i i also see her as a murder like she's not a patient in my eyes she does it's not about that having her personality or like excuse for her for what she did with rachel well that was a heated discussion 
But that was our first episode about our topic of envy. Tune in next week for our second episode of our podcast, Spill the Crime. Thank you. Um, manifest in a disfact is because you're disfact. Oh my fucking god! Have you ever? <laughs> All right, have you? It's recording, girl. Come, it's just a little bit. It's just a little bit. Okay. All right. Okay, oh my god. Wow, that's struggling so much. I can't do it. Okay, but like, I feel like if you obsess over somebody, a child, that is kind of like. That is good. Was? Was? You wollen die Fresse halten wie jetzt bei Wieso was? Oh, sorry. Ja, ja. Fuck. Zoom.